651 Sports, in partnership with the Corinne Football Association, brings you a special 12-part podcast series, I Play For You. Hear the stories of the men and women from the Corinne Football Association, each having their own unique story to tell. We invite you for this off-the-field interview with these athletes and Mike Resendez of 651 Sports. Welcome back to I Play For You, special 12-part series between 651 Sports and the Corinne Football Association. This is Mike Resendez, and uh, we're going to continue our conversation with Cheche. Our part one, we talked about uh, his family um, and coming over from Thailand and the different uh, obstacles that you came overcame uh, as a seven-year-old coming to a country that... Uh, that you had no idea until you got here that you were coming here um, and the and the different obstacles you faced in school and everything. But um, we ended part one talking about high school and college. Um, who is your, you, you were into Washington Tech. So who, uh, who is your coach uh, for soccer? And, and did you play all four years in high school? Or when did you start getting involved with playing the, the actual game of soccer? Uh, in high school, my coach, his name was um, Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, I played three years of varsity. Yeah, I was um, very lucky. Uh, my my freshman year, I wasn't that good, but I had I had like I felt like I had potential. I had I could be better. Mm-hmm. So then my um, my sophomore year, I the summer of my sophomore year i pushed myself very hard and then it just happened like i was i was there coach told me you made varsity i was very happy i was i was very fortunate enough to play with like um players that i wanted to play with mm-hmm. you know the players that um when i was when i was very young like um probably like 10 or 11 i would like watch them through behind the fence and like like wow they're they're good you know but i wasn't so much interested in soccer at that time but they're good i was like i, I was uh fascinated and then but then again i um, i was very uh lucky that i got to play with them and um and yeah what was the question again um just when when you actually started playing so did you start playing in high school that was like your first time actually playing or did you play in middle school at all uh, in middle school, I I played a little bit, but I wasn't really into soccer. I was um, because the the community that I grew up in, there was so much to do. I I grew up around like a lot of current kids. Uh-huh. Um, my where I grew up was um, the Arlington Apartments right across um, Washington. Okay, and there was right there felt like family. 
all the Koreans were there. So basically, it felt like home. You know, you wake up in the morning and then crush eggshells, <laughs> crack eggshells. There's you, there's friends playing. I don't know. They're like shooting marbles or something. I'll just like every morning I'll like go out and take the trash out and then um, if I see my friends I'll just go play with them but it felt like home so to me um, at that time I didn't really like know what soccer was right and um, my first time like I played soccer was I I went over to the field and then I just I just went in and participated you know, I wasn't I wasn't really good. I didn't know the rules, um, but I felt like my friends didn't really like know soccer that well either. But we just kicked the ball around, and then I don't remember so much. But um, I started to like play more, play more and more, and then um, I didn't get a chance to play middle school soccer. I didn't get a chance to play middle school soccer because. Again, the the interest wasn't there, and then by the time I was a um, I was a freshman, I was playing a lot of soccer. I was playing a lot of soccer, and I was like, I, I'm gonna give it a try. You know, I, I want to give it a try. I wanna I wanna know whether I'm good. I don't want to know whether like I can be as good as the players that I want to play with. And then I gave it a try, and then I just went on from there. I loved I loved the game. You know, I've I've learned so much. It's so relaxing, and to say for now, I I feel like soccer has saved my life because um, I'm a very like happy person outside. I make people happy. I'm very joyful. But what goes on at home is different. You know, I'll go home someday. It's tough because like I grew up, I grew up around a home where like my mom was always drinking. So anybody who um went through that knows how I feel. Right. So it was it was tough like I wasn't home I wasn't home a lot. So I would always like go out and do something with my friends or go play soccer and um I would come home and then you know go through that stuff. Right. And So yeah, um there was more is it safe to say that soccer was more an escape for you than in the beginning yeah it was it was more it, it is an escape for me even till today okay. you know i still i there's still days where i have to go through that and i would like turn to soccer and um what's really um interesting is how how i look at myself and how i look at um the friends that i um grew up with and who I hung with because I felt like we all went through we all went through the same thing you know not having a dad um drugs around the house um but I don't have like I'm not friends with them anymore um because like they they they're like weak you know they they get depressed and then they turn to they turn to drugs, you know. They they wanna they turn to drugs because they think that um, it's gonna make them feel better because they're going what they're going through at home, or they just want to give up. But for me, I just rather than turning to drugs, I turn to soccer because I know that I have I know that I can play, like I can play at 
the level that they want they expect me to play mm-hmm. i can play very well so like i'm not saying i'm good good but i can play <laughs> right <laughs> so that's why that's one of the thing that keeps me from stop from from not playing soccer like i know that i can play so why would i stop sure and over you know the what years, your talent level is yeah like over the years i've worked so hard for it you know like some people there some people like they they come to me and they're like dude you're just you're, you're just talented you know and then that's coming from those those friends that i have that aren't really so interested in soccer but then i'm like it's not talent you, you don't see how much work i put into you know right like i wake up in the morning and i go run in the afternoon i go i go do fitness i work i work out you know i, I shoot I, I practice skills that's what you don't see and then you can't say that i was born talented I work hard for it. And then, so yeah, that's that's one of the things that kept me from um, not giving up in soccer. And um, in high school, like, there was, it was one time where I felt like I didn't want to do it anymore um, because home was really a problem for me, especially that time where um, my mom got super um, involved with alcohol. And then it was just hard balancing school and sports. So, and at the same time, I was very depressed. So I felt like giving up in life. So then I gave my coach a call. I was like, hey, man, I, I don't think, like, I can do it. Because, and then he's like, what, what, what's wrong? Talk to me. And then I'm like, and then I, I started to cry. Because, like, I had so much passion for soccer. Right. Um, I told him that I'm going through a lot at home and, you know, I don't have transportation, and I, I come home, and my mom's yelling at me. My mom's just, you know, being doing what drunk people do, irritate you, annoy you. And um, I told him like, I want to quit the team. And then he's like, that he he talked to me, and then he said that that shouldn't be the option for you. You know, we can find better ways to do it. And um, I kind of like stuck with his words, you know. Um. Yeah, I. It was it was that one time, I like, I, I was done. I, w- I was gonna stop playing soccer. Right, that you were so close. I was so close. Like it's just not worth it anymore. Not worth it to, um, to be who I am. Cause, um, the the sad part is that, no matter who I am, like. I'm trying to be good for my parents, but if my parents don't see that I'm trying to be good, there's no point of, um, there's no motive. You know, I had no motive. On top of that, like, I only live with my mom, so I, I couldn't, like, go out and talk to a brother or a sister on how to deal with life, you know? Right. So, so that, that, that was hard. You know, I, it's like, I'm done. Yeah. Well, thank God Coach Hamilton was there, right? Yeah, thank thank God. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about. Uh, I know Washington plays a couple of trophy games. Um, I know they play for the was it the Rice Street Cup mm-hmm. with Como. Um, how how when important were those games to you? They have that that rivalry between. I know because Como and Washington are so close in proximity, um, geographically to each other. Um, what what did it mean to you to have games like that or that had that just that little extra importance where you know if we 
if we win this game, we get one, we get bragging rights that we beat Como, but two, we get this nice trophy right, right. <laughs> for a year. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say so much of like a nice trophy, but it was, right, some, it's a trophy. It was something, you know, <laughs> it was better than nothing. Right. But yeah, um, the rivalry between Washington and Como was, it is, is amazing. Like I had, I had friends from Como, mm-hmm. um, that actually went to Washington before, but then, at one point, we were like, oh, let's all move to Como. And then, I don't know, I didn't end up moving to Como. I stayed there. But then the, the rivalry between us is is crazy because it's not just any type of rivalry. It's also you have friends. Right. You have friends there <laughs> that you're going to play against. Well. Yep. So then, you know, we just, it's like, we just have like that sh- conversation where, okay, like, we're friends, but... If I go hard on you because of this game, this important game, then forgive me. But I still right. love you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. So, so yeah, um, it is It is good that they have those kind of, like, games for us because it, um, it really, like, allow us to enjoy, enjoy, like, soccer at a more competitive, uh, competitive style because <clears throat> sometimes there's, um, there's conference games yep. which we try to like win but when you're playing for like a trophy or something it, it it means more it means much more you know it it will like put something in history so you gotta you gotta go all out right so yeah um i was actually my first my first year we played como we lost i had a very good team but we lost. Um, Como had a very good team as well. And um, my second year, we also lost again, the Rice Street Cup. Um, and then uh, my senior year, which I was a captain, and um, we did we did take you won the trophy nice. for the first time in Washington sports. So, yeah. Yeah, it was, that had to feel good going out on as a senior. It captain. did feel good. What felt <laughs> what felt better was that, like you're competing against your friend, right? You know, and you're a senior, and it's your last year. Yep. And to take that trophy away from them, yeah, they can't like, get it back from you. <laughs> it's like hey, and plus I was the captain, so it made a huge difference. You know, right? So it was it was it was, it was a good feeling. What are your thoughts on the uh, St. Paul City Conference as a whole? That's it's a conference every year in boys soccer. I talk about it on on my radio show all the time. That it seems like you know people look at the city and they just ah, it's the city. You know those guys are easy to beat. You know it doesn't matter what sport. Um, you know across the board, people look down at St. Paul and Minneapolis, mm-hmm. but especially the boys soccer in St. Paul. There has been a represent, representative in the state tournament for the last seven, eight. I think, you know, depending on what happens this year, it could be nine years in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on the city conference I mean, some, as somebody who played in it? I mean, is it as tough as, as it looks as somebody like me looking from the outside looking in? Um, that it is, it is tough because um, if, you're, if you're watching on the bench, sometimes games may look may look boring but when you're actually in the game it's different because 
it's not like you're playing one-on-one you know you it, it's a team game mm-hmm. so and sometimes things don't go well in a team you know you have to you have to process things how you're going to win the game and that other team is going to do the same thing so sometimes when they both have like the when both teams have the same idea then the game starts to get boring because it's like we read we read each other so well so then from from the outside it may look like it's not so competitive but in the inside it is very competitive and when it comes to soccer there's nothing given you know you have to earn it so in terms of competitive it it is competitive it looks it looks very easy but it is competitive like you can't just you can't just think that oh you know that St. Paul team is weak mm-hmm. you know you actually go in and play you cannot dribble through a whole team right i promise you that you can't if you think it's easy try it you're not, <laughs> especially right. conference games you want to win you you want your school to be on top you can't have that mindset every game as as a a uh, player who played in one you got to take every game serious um because it, it matters a lot yeah now i remember watching and these were teams that you were involved in i always remembered and thinking washington is really fast like every every player on that team was just quick mm-hmm. uh, was that something that uh coach hamilton wanted to do or is that just the makeup of the players that were on those teams Quick in terms of like counterattacking just, or just, uh, just any speed. everything speed in general. I mean counterattacking either offensively or defensively. I just remember thinking, you know, it's like because sometimes you'd watch the like Central's teams are more defensive minded, right? And they might be a little bit more physical. Um, right. And Humboldt was especially physical. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Como kind of goes back and forth between physical and fast. Right now, mm-hmm. they this year they've got a pretty fast team, but it seemed like Washington was always consistent in having just the speedy players. That one minute they're there, the next minute the ball's gone, and it's on to the next player. Now that guy's got some excellent touches, and now they're around. You know, their guy or they're passing it off. It was just like really you know, like blink, blink, blink. It was you know. Right, right. Um, I don't even know if I'm supposed to tell you the secrets of uh, Hamilton. <laughs> well, you don't uh, have to. You don't have to get know, into but, the secrets, um, but <laughs> but yeah, it, like each individual player, I say we're fast. Uh-huh. You know, um, I feel like we we're we're built to be fast. So when we play in, when we play in the game, the coach recognizes like our speed, and when we play against teams that um, have like players that aren't so fast you know we we see that we have an advantage so mm-hmm. we use that advantage you know he'll be like okay you know you guys can beat that team just just play one two one two and get the ball out and use that pace to beat them and that's that's what we did and i feel like today we still do that because um players who can't really beat players who can't really beat um a player another player one-on-one you're gonna have to like get through them with your teammate involved, but right. the fast way. So that's what Washington has been doing. I feel like, and when I was playing, I felt like I was doing the same thing too. We would get the ball and then play like a couple of two touches and then kick the ball out and then just sprint. Right. Sometimes I I got the ball. I just took it down line, and that's just smart as a winger. Right. So yeah. Yeah, I just. It's always was a surprised. I don't know why, and then maybe surprised. That's not the best word, but just like in awe. I guess that's a better word. Uh, with just how quick every year, you know, it's just always. It's like man, 
Washington, it's always so fast. It was always fun to watch. So Yeah, yeah. Um, but let's get into a little bit about uh, the Korean Football Association and just what that means to you personally. Um, so it for those that, uh, if they're just tuning in to this episode for the first time and don't know anything about the Korean Football Association, uh, Kyle Johnson is uh, the founder um, of these two teams and two national teams, one, one men's, one women's, um, that'll be made up of Korean uh, soccer players. Mm-hmm. So for you personally, what, what does that mean to have uh, somebody who's one, taking a lot of their own time uh, to make sure that this happens, but two, to have um, national teams made up of just Korean players? It's big. It, it, it means a lot to me. And I, and I could thank him a hundred times, you know, what he's doing, what he's doing is, is very big and it has huge impact on us because, um, over there is like for my generation i feel like we were not like exposed to soccer as much mm-hmm. and then our transition from there to the u.s and then we're exposed to soccer but then like what do we do where do we go you know and then you watch professional soccers how do we get there can we get there you know and then knowing that knowing um just like how much money you have can can i do that can i go there you know because here they those opportunities they 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 gonna come to you but you're gonna have to pay so for him to do something like this it, it means a lot to us um it's just that who's who's willing to do it i guess you know right so I'm really, I'm really like grateful that he's putting, he's putting his time in for us, um, as for me and other Korean people, it, it really do mean a lot to us. Um, I don't, even, I don't even know what to say. Right. Um, what does it mean to the community? Have you talked to people in the community about having a national team? Um, and is is it something that they're all? looking forward to and just having something like that to uh to to reach i guess you know the strive for like other other high school kids i don't know if you still talk to to kids at at washington but Mm -hmm. you and and uh you know your friends do you talk about how what kind of opportunity this is going to play if not for you but for another generation behind you yeah yeah i i do talk to my friends and we do like discuss about how big this opportunity is and how like we should like take this opportunity because what Kyle is doing is again is is big, mm-hmm. and for the for the community is like if somebody's willing to do that for us, we know that we know that we have the skills. So why don't we just take the opportunity and and show the world who we are? Because that's what the world doesn't know about us is that Korean people they they we can play. Mm-hmm. I've talked to like a lot of um, different races, and they they tell me that like man you guys can play you know i've i've played at like um mcmurray and i I talk to those like individual players and then um and then they're they also say like oh i like playing with korean people because they're really good they can play and and that really speaks a lot because that's we can play we have we have the we have a lot of potential and if kyle's doing something like this we can really like form 
form together and show like the world that this is who we are and we can play soccer. Yeah, and it opens like you said, it opens a lot of doors that weren't there, you know, even a year ago. Yeah. Um and uh, do you play in any semi pro teams or, or play in college and at all right now? No, I I have not. Um I have always been interested in playing in a um a semi pro team. But when I was um the only thing that held me back from that was uh, transportation. Okay. But I am actually looking forward to um, playing one, I think. Um, the one that's with, um, I wouldn't say semi-pro, but like um, Minnesota Thunder Academy. Okay. They have tryouts, so I might look into that. Um, and then I, I'm also looking forward into playing with um, St. Thomas Soccer. Sure. Yeah. No, um, now we know I've talked about this on some of the other episodes, but um, currently there isn't a professional Korean soccer player anywhere um, that I, that I know of. Um, so, to you, if what would it mean to you if um, either here in the United States in the MLS or in the Premier Leagues over in Europe, what would it mean to you if a team signed a Korean uh, soccer player? It will mean like, it will mean a lot to me. If if I know one Korean player can make it, the rest of us can. Right. You know, if one Korean player is able to do that, we're all able to do that. And and yeah, it's like if you're gonna give us the opportunity, and we're gonna take the opportunity, and if we make it, we make it. That that it it would mean a lot. It would it would um to me it it would give me it would give me a reason to like keep keep pushing forward towards 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 my goal. Like I want to become a professional soccer, but at the moment I don't know if I can do it mm-hmm. because one financially I don't know about that, but um, two I don't know if there's going to be any opportunities coming, and three I don't know if I'm good enough. So. If um, if one Korean player makes it to those big teams, it would like motivate a lot of um, it would motivate the community, you know, right. that it's possible. And if it will make younger kids who have dreams of becoming professional soccer player, that dreams do come true, you know, you you just work for it, and opportunities will come. Right, and somewhere out there, there will be there is the first Korean soccer player. Just like you said, it comes down to opportunities yeah. for people to, to get noticed um, yeah. and to play. Um, so that we're, I mean, I, I believe that in my heart that there is the first one out there. We just got to get get that mm-hmm. person in front of the right people, whether it's you know, male or female. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, before we let you go, and this is the, the, the last question that I've asked everybody, and you can take your time answering Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a, a, a deeper question, um, but um, who do you play for? Uh, to me, I I play for myself, and I play for anybody who has who has goals, because I was once there too. I didn't think I was good enough. I didn't think I could do it, but then I did it, and having that confidence that I know I could be much more, all it takes is time.
time and hard work. So if I put if I put work into it, I can be something bigger. So who do I play for? I play for myself, but also at the same time that I want people to know that um, if you work for it, you can really become something that you never thought you would be. So, and I want like I want I also want like my Korean people to recognize that you know. So, so yeah. I I would say like I want to play for like a lot of kids out there who don't believe in themselves and um, kids, especially kids that are going through trouble at home, kids that are like dealing with drugs. You know, like think think the bright side of the world. You know, you can make you can make a big difference in who you are. You can be much more than your mistakes. Right, so, and soccer is a fun sport. It, it it releases stress, you know. You learn, you get to learn, uh, you get to meet new people, you get to learn languages, and it's just you get like you get taught about life that sometimes you don't you don't really like um, like no one has ever said that to you. For example, like, um, I I played in a current team. I played um, with Evolution, and the the captain of the team Sunday. He really like motivated me, the way the way he um, he coached me. So I took that from him, and then I know that from what he's been through, because he plays uh, semi pro, I believe. So I took that from him and and I told myself that it's possible. You want to be like him or work for it. This special podcast series, I Play For You, was brought to you in partnership with 651 Sports and the Corinne Football Association. For more information about the Corinne Football Association, visit CorinneFA.com or for more information about 651 Sports, go to 651sports.com. This series was recorded at the WFNU Studios in the Frogtown neighborhood, St. Paul, Minnesota. part podcast series that was recorded at the studios of WFNULP in the heart of the Frogtown neighborhood in St. Paul. The music, Wildflower by Joe Kim Karud, and the intro and outro was recorded by Lou Hughes. If you'd like to support this podcast, please visit the Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Mike Radio.